With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Turned out to be the greatest victory of my life Cause when it comes at your 
Yes, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Blessing My Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, Tuesday, the Soul Bible Study Session. The doctor is in tonight. And we were so elated you could be here with us here in Radio Land tonight, tonight, tonight is the night. The Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore, National Creed Lake, at the Greater All Nations Country Cross Church of Jesus Christ, 8516 South Thompson Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001 tonight. He's going to be bringing you the word of God tonight. And we are just so elated you could join us. Yes, yes, yes. We are very elated for you to be joining us today. We just really are so elated, and we're grateful for you. Yes, yes, yes. If I could give a word of encouragement tonight, just I want you guys to be efficiently encouraged. Stay encouraged because in this tumultuous time in our lives that we're in, in 2021, with everything topsy-turvy within the pandemic, coronavirus, people uncertain about jobs, this, that, and the third, and all the different things on the spectrum, I just want you guys to know that it will be okay. It can be okay. Do you believe today that it can be okay? Whose report are you believing today that it can be okay? Honestly, whose report are you believing for today that it can absolutely be okay? I'm asking that because I know that it can be okay. I know that it can. I know that it will. You know, it's just tremendous time right now. And everything is everything. Everything can work. Everything can do what the Lord has called of us to do. There is no no ifs, ands, buts about what the Lord is needing of us to do. It can and will work out because his blood still works. The power that he has bestowed upon us, it shall and will work. Are we ready, though, for it to work? Are you ready right now? Can it work? Will you let it work? Well, I know I am. Whatever need to be. It's going to be because I'm going to give God praise, the opportunity for it to work. I have no doubt in my mind that what God can and will do, he can and will do it without failure. I have no doubt in my mind that what the Lord wants to do for me, he's going to do it, and he's going to do it, and he's going to do it without failure. I have no doubt in my mind right now. I feel great, folks. I'm extremely blessed that everything is working for the greater good. The Lord is really blessing, tremendously blessing. And for that, I'm grateful, grateful, and more grateful of those blessings. Because without God, I am nothing. But with God, I am everything. And so I'm just grateful and elated tonight that um, we're here in the Apple Valley studio. And we're going to be hearing a word from the Lord we're going to be hearing a word from the men of God tonight, and I just think that that's a beautiful um, thing, that we're going to have this amazing opportunity today to be able to learn a little something about the word of God. I'm so grateful that you guys could join us. This is so beautiful for encouraging words. Just, just keep the faith. Just know that God is with you at all times. He's there in the darkest hour. He's there in your brightest moment. But remember, don't call on God when the chips are down. Call on God when the chips are up so they can stay up. You don't Give him the praise when everything is going great. Don't just boo-hoo and pity and cry when something's not right. Because if you give him all the praise, everything can be all right all the time. But if you only call him and something goes awry, you only thank him when, when you know, right the moment. 
you you know, you cry and you're, why, Lord, this and why is it me? Why is it me? How come this is me? You know, I used to ask that all the time when I was really, really sick. And there were times when I was really, really way sick more than what I am right now. And I used to ask God, like, Lord, why me? Why am I the chosen one to always be sick? Why the doctors won't listen to me? Why are they not trying to fix me? Well, it wasn't them that needed to be fixed. They didn't need to fix me. I needed Jesus to do a, a healing work of power. And when I realized eventually that it was all about him and what I needed him to do and what he could do if I allowed him to do it, it all got better because I started letting him do the work and not depending on man. Man will fail you, but God will never fail us. It's not in his DNA. He is there to do us good, good, and good, and to never let us have have a moment. Never. We are to be so efficient efficiently well within God's kingdom. He has a purpose for our life. Let us walk into that purpose. Ready, will, and able. God is able. And everything he's doing for us is what he is meant to do for us. Everything he's doing is what he wants to do for us. The wake up in the morning, he wanted to wake us up. He wants to give us a second chance that we may have a right to his tree of life. We may have a right to be in his kingdom. How effective are we in, in building the kingdom of God? How effective are we in our leadership? How effective are we in giving God the praise like we know we should? How effective are we? Are we effective or are we not? Do you want to be in his kingdom or do you not? Do you want to do what he's asked you to do or not? Do you want to be on his team or not? You have a choice today, Radio Land listeners. You have a choice. You can either go with God and do what he's called of you to do and walk into the purpose for your life, walk into that door, or you can turn around, take a U-turn, don't walk into the door, and have everything crash and burn. But it is your choice. You have that right to make that decision. I hope and pray that you guys make the right decision because God is the winning team. But God, you're going to make that touchdown. You're going to make that three-point shot from center court. With God, you're going to score the goal. You're going to make it okay. With God, he's going to be your number one follower. On Instagram, he's going to be your number one friend on Facebook. He's going to be your number one supporter when you send out some tweets on Twitter. God's going to be there for you. When nobody else is looking, the Lord is there every day. Ready, willing, and able to be that beneficial factor for you. But he wants it in return. He wants you, your life, your soul, your whole heart. In return is what he wants. And he can get it because you can give it to him. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. Let's eat. God bless everybody. Thank you. Amen. God bless you. Amen. In Radio Land. Amen. On this Thursday night. We're so grateful, amen, is to be able to come to you once again, amen, is to bring you the word of God. Thank God, amen, for the testimony, amen, that come from, amen, our own uh, sister Barbara tonight, Kitasha Barbara, amen, encouraging you and encouraging herself. We we are so grateful for her sticking with me, amen, uh, in this service, amen, that God has laid upon our heart. We want to amen right to the word of God tonight and give you food for thought, 
Let me give honor to whom honor is due unto tonight, that is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is the head of our lives and certainly is the bishop of our soul. We honor him tonight, amen, because honor and glory belongs to him. So we are so grateful for you listening to us and supporting us again in Radio Land. This is not about Dr. Moore, amen, but it is about Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not about me trying to be popular. Amen. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ out to all of those that will open their ear and hear the word of God. In the word of God tonight, amen, we're going to go to the book of Amos tonight. Amos, the third chapter, verse 7. Amen, and Amos, amen, 3, 1 through 7. We're going to read that tonight, amen, and Amos, amen, 3, 1 through 7 says, Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you. O house of Israel, again, the whole family, which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Wherefore, I will punish you for your iniquity. Can two walk together except they be in agreement? Will a lion roll in the forest when he has no prey? Will a young lion cry out of his den if he has taken nothing? Can a bird fall in a snare Upon the earth, where no gain is for him, shall one take up a snare from the earth and has taken nothing at all? Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the peoples not be afraid? Shall there be evil? In the city And the Lord has Not done it Surely the Lord God Will do nothing But he He Revealed his secret Unto his servants The prophets Tonight Amen for Food for us all tonight we're hearing a prophetic word from the Lord. Amos is speaking to us tonight and letting us know, amen, that as the body of Christ, we will not escape God's judgment. The Lord, surely the Lord will do nothing. 
but he will reveal his secrets unto his servants of prophets. God will talk to people. If people don't hear the men and women of God, they won't hear God. Real men and women of God is very important. A prophet was one to bring the message. He was to tell what thus says the Lord. And here Amos is saying, hear, 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 open up your ears. Hear the word that the Lord has spoken against you. It was saying that God was against Israel. Even Israel was supposed to be God's chosen peoples. God still had something against them. And Amos was letting them know that God was not satisfied. He was not pleased with the way that they had their conduct in their lives as to be his peoples. Their lives was not pleasing unto him. So God said, I'm going to judge you. God is going to bring judgment upon not only Israel and Judah, but for the final time, he's going to bring judgment upon the entire world. The prophet Amos, he was a shepherd. And a shepherd was one that would be out on the lonely slope of a mountain and taking care of the sheep, which is a type of a pastor tending his flock, watching over his sheep. To make sure the wolves would not come in and destroy him. This shepherd boy, as he had tended the flock, God saw something in Amos and called Amos to prophesy. And I would like to use that word, uh, interchange that word, is to preach. God spake through the prophet. God also speaking amen through those that he have called today. If you are really a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Lord is speaking through you. Hear the word of the Lord, Amos says. God pronounced judgment by fire on the heathen nation. God pronounced judgment by fire on those heathen nations. God pronounced judgment on fire on Judah. 
God pronounced the judgment on Israel. God judged sin, but he desired to save. I say God judges sin, but God desires that none should perish, but all would come into eternal life. God reveals the seek of his messengers, his preachers, his evangelists. God reveals the secret to them. God speaks through preachers to bring people to repentance. We must heed the preaching of the word of God. Amos was telling Israel and Judah that judgment was going to come upon them. And I believe the Bible said judgment began at the house of God. It's going to start at the priests. It's going to start at those that is ministering the word of God first. Then it's going to go out through the world. Judgment. And certainly, amen, God is going to judge America. Just like he did Israel and Judah. God's going to judge America. At at one of the eight central prophets, Amos, Stand in good company alongside Isaiah, Jose, and Michael. Amos and Jose, they face in tough prophecy together, tough assignments, compared to their contemporary. See, when you are called by God, your life is not going to be talking about preachers now. Your life is not going to be as easy as you think that it is if you obey the word of the Lord. Amos and Jose facing tough prophets, prophetic Assignments. Isaiah and Michael. Both Isaiah and Michael ministered in the southern kingdom of Judah during the days of a divided kingdom. When you got a kingdom is divided, it's not easy to preach the word of God. A house that is divided, it won't stand. And as I look at this modern time and this modern age that we're living in now, the house is divided. But God gave Amos a message to go and preach to Israel, preach to Judah. 
the people they man there prove more amendment to the message of the prophet, even though they struggle with sin and idolatry. Look at it today in our time, how we are struggling, struggling as a nation with sin and so much idolatry. Isaiah, he served on the court of seven kings, seven kings. His pretentious family relationship with King Ahab may have secured his position. This was ideal. In contrast, Amos and Hosea ministered in the northern kingdom of Israel. An error exceedingly unfair, friendly to prophets. See, when God calls you and you have to go out and do what he say, you might not meet the friendless people that you thought that you were going to meet. Everybody not going to like you because you're preaching really the word of God. You can't compromise the word of God. You got to say what thus says the Lord. The people in their leaders had no real desire to heed the word of God. When Amos and Hosea were preaching in the northern kingdom of Israel, the people had no real meaning to ridicule the Lord. They were too much wrapped up in their own personal things, in their idolatry worshiping, in their wealth. They were, just didn't have time to really serve God or to obey the Lord. Cannot we look at that today? right here in this beautiful country that we live in. People don't really have time to really serve and obey the Lord. I did not say, amen, they don't have time to gather together in some church. Because you go to church, that doesn't mean you're really serving the Lord. Amos, he like amen, he felt the great. When the Lord called him to travel to the north and preach amen to the people, he overcome his reluctance and shared his trouble. Prophecy with the northern kingdom. He was a man. And he was going up against people that was going to resent him 
for telling the truth. But Amos had to speak the word of God to a rebellious people that didn't really want to hear the truth. He was a shepherd. And I'm sure he had a lot of humbleness and humility in his spirit. And God's word sometimes is hard. Especially when you tell men about their sins and really tell them about their sins. You don't find good favor with man. Perhaps God chose Amos because of his vicarious pedigree. He was both a shepherd and a gathering of sycamore figs. In spite of Amos' background, the Lord prepared him for his mission. When God called you, preachers, God will prepare you. He will not send you out into the vineyard and you are unprepared. There are many of us, amen, go out unprepared. But when the Lord sends you on a mission, he will prepare you. He made sure Amos felt the full weight of the judgment that he was going to pronounce. When you tell people judgment is going to come, amen, God is going to let you know the weight of that judgment. And when sometimes judgment comes, we don't see nothing but total annihilation. And it's not easy to go and tell people that God is going to destroy you, especially they, your neighbors. It's not easy. You got to be really called by God to really stand up and tell the truth to people that you live around and among. You got to be called by God is to stand up and tell people the truth. The truth hurts. And many preachers don't want to speak the truth because, amen, the truth can cause your life to be taken away from you. John the Baptist spoke the truth to Heron, and Heron had his head cut off. But John spoke the truth. Man of God, woman of God, when God call you, you must obey. We can't sugarcoat it, and we certainly can't change it. We must do as the Lord said. And uh, Amos, he prophesied 
against the enemies of Israel. And Judah before delivering God's judgment against them. He prophesied against the enemies. In other words, he went out there and he preached the word of God to them, told them what is going to come up on them. It is it, it, it have not changed much today. The man of God, amen, that's really the man of God, or the woman of God is preaching today. Judgment is coming up on this world. Before Amos indicated eight heathen nations, the evil eight heathen nations, God focused him to confront those near and dear to him in his very first prophecy. The evil heathen nations, go and tell them the word of God to heathen, to those that don't want to hear you. The Lord has to strengthen you. The Lord has to build you up to go among a bunch of people that don't want to hear you. How many preachers can go before gangbangers and really declare the word of God? You know they don't want to hear you. But when God sends you, I tell you, amen, I have had experience. God will take the fear out of you and put all those that rebelled against him. Oh, when God sent you who he sent, he will qualify. His word hit him where he lived because he prophesied against the inhabitants of the shepherds. Right where he lived, the word hit him. Amos 1 and 2. Tell you the vegetables to sustain their flock would wither and die. Amos had to tell them the very thing, amen, that they were, were their lifestyle. Because of their disobedience was going to wither up and die as a shepherd. Amos completely understood the plague that was facing the shepherd. The flock was getting ready to be annihilated. Their food source, their economy was getting ready to drop. Why? Because all was of disobedience. They didn't want to hear the pending judgment that was coming upon them. As a result, he likely took no pleasure in uttering his first judgment on the peoples from the same occupation. 
He didn't he, he, he took no pleasure in uttering this. It wasn't fun for him to go there and tell them about their weakness. It still ain't no fun for a preacher today. Is to tell people about their sin. It's not fun. It is something that God has ordered us to do, and we must do it. And we must do it without fear. God cannot tolerate sin. And we must let mankind know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Although Amos desired himself as a shepherd, we do not know if he worked as an ordinary shepherd or had a special position in Jerusalem. But we do know, amen, that he was a shepherd. One that watched over the sheep. He had he he had charge of the flock, using the sacrificial in the temple. These sheep were sacrificed lambs, amen, in the temple. Whatsoever the specified may be, Amos understood shepherds. He knew what that meant. You can't run off and leave your sheep if you're a shepherd. You can't give your, amen, herd to another preacher, amen, if you really is a shepherd. You're going to stay with that shepherd, amen, when you're doing good. You're going to stay with, amen, uh, that flock when you're doing bad. That's what God sent to you, for you to watch over, for you to feed. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. However, he had no formal training as a prophet. Amos didn't have no formal training as a prophet. And he let the northern know he was not a prophet, nor the son of a prophet. Amos 7 and 14. Perhaps Amos preferred not to associate himself with the prophet or the son of a prophet because far too many false prophets had chose the occupation for personal gain. I can truly Identify with Amos. The name Amen that is bestowed upon me as bishop, many times as pastor. What I see in the world today that call themselves bishop and call themselves pastor, in the life that they live, make me want to withdraw my title. Just let me be brother. I'll be just satisfied. 
Amos had seen too many false prophets that he didn't want to associate his name as being a prophet because it was for their personal gain. It was not for the saving of souls. It was for their personal gain. We got churches today, amen, is not for the saving of souls, but it's for their personal gain. When Jesus came into the world, he says, I come to seek and to save that which was lost. If salvation is not your goal, if salvation is not your priority, you are not being obedient. And if you are not being obedient, preacher, judgment is going to come. It's going to come up on you. You won't have to give in count of misleading God people for not telling the truth. And some preachers, they know the truth. But it's for their benefit is it not to speak the truth. Because they'll lose some of their wealth. They'll lose some of their prosperity. So they withhold the truth. And lead people into a lie rather than the truth. Amos may have preferred not to be called a prophet or son of the prophet due to the falseness associated with the office, as well as the fact that his Experience did not arise from a prophetic guide, but from his two other vacancies and God's calling. Calling to prophesy despite the gap the hope in his prophecy resume Amos accepting the call. In spite of that, he accepted the call. When God called you, he accepted it. Like many prophets, such as Isaiah and Jeremiah, he may have felt reluctant to speak. For the Lord. You know, many times we have so many excuses. Lord, I don't speak well. Lord, I don't have a, a education like many. I can't pronounce words like many. And I feel I will make myself shame and make people shame to listen at me. But I don't care who you are, whether you study. When God calls you, step out on his word, and he will supply your needs. Perhaps Amos felt he wrong background when compared to others. 
after all Moses grew up in Pharaoh's court. Looked at Pharaoh uh, Moses and said Moses was somebody. Amos couldn't say that. He was somebody like Moses. Because Moses grew up, amen, in Pharaoh's court. An ideal amen had connections to the royal family. Although Jeremiah came from a family that was disvoid priests. All of them had some kind of connection. But Amos didn't have that kind of connection. At least he had a link to the ministry. When Amos stated he was not a son of a prophet, he revealed that no prophet had chosen to engage in his service as an appreciation. And yet God chose Amos for a very special mission. Don't tell me that God don't know what he's done. He can choose who he will and what he will when he wants to. God speaks through prophets. God speaks through the man of God. God speaks through the woman of God in our day and time. God speaks through men. God speaks through women. Amos boldly declared, saying, surely the Lord God will do nothing. God will do nothing. But he revealed his secrets unto his servants and to his prophets. God won't do nothing but he revealed his secrets unto his servants and to his prophets. That is to say he was a man talked through mankind. Many times you don't want to hear mankind. But when you don't want to hear mankind, you don't want to hear God. Amos 3 and 7. The Lord does not act without revealing his will to the ministry. God is going to reveal his will to the ministers. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It is given unto you to know the mystery. God reveals something to his ministers that he don't reveal to all of the people. That's why he called them ministers, a messenger that he sent as a prophet. Amos had special knowledge. But he chose to share it with others, even though they may not have expect such horrible judgment from the Lord. He had special knowledge. And, 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 and he wasn't selfish about it. 
He shares that knowledge with others. Many times God give us a blessing and give us a mystery, and we don't want to share it with nobody else. In today's world, many people often view a prophet or a preacher or an evangelist as bringing, bearing a hope. If you have a preacher, amen, you're looking for that person, that evangelist, amen, to bring a pastor is to bring some hope. In the ancient world, more often than not, they were harboring of doom. The prophets, amen, in the ancient world, when they spoke, they were talking about judgment. Doom is going to come upon you. Because of what you are doing, because you didn't hear the voice of the Lord, they spoke doom day. Because God gave them clear vision of the destruction to come. Many of them felt an incredible weight of sadness and responsibility when they shared the Words of, of the Lord. They they amen. They 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 felt a sadness. They felt a weight because they know judgment was coming. And it was not pleasant for them to see this. And no amen that judgment was coming. And the people didn't want to do no better. I look at this pandemic. Everybody wants this pandemic is to be over with. But they want it to be over for the wrong reason. God is bringing judgment up on America. But amen, do, do America want to stop and acknowledge we done did wrong? God is allowing, amen, this disease to come upon us and wipe so many out, amen. Do we want to stop and say, Lord, we have sinned against you? No. No wonder they experience so much reluctance as the cold. They did not want to speak horrible until the people lied. They didn't want to, amen, speak horrible things or a hard thing, you don't want to tell your loved ones that they're on their way to hell or something going to happen to them, amen, if they don't stop doing what they want to do. You don't, that ain't easy to tell people. But as obedient servants, they put aside their personal feelings and he unto the call of God. Every man and every woman of God, amen, you got to put aside your personal feeling when it comes down to preaching the word and says, amen, what thus says the Lord. It doesn't make any difference whether people like you or not. You got to be obedient to the call of him that called you. 
There are many people in my day and time. They think it's strange, amen, the way I live my life. But I'm living my life according to the word of God. I'm living my life to please the Lord. I'm not trying to please man, but I'm trying to please my Savior. Hear the word of the Lord. Hear the word of the Lord. If America ever needed to, amen, go back into their mind, they need to go back, amen, and hear. Hear the word of the Lord. Amen, declare the word of the Lord compared to the voice of God roaring like a lion. Hear the word of the Lord. You know how a lion rolls. Everything gets attention when a lion rolls. All the animals in the jungle, they man, they know when a lion is rolling. His voice kind of creates a shaking. Well, how great a amen. Voice is God. When Amos, amen, compares the voice of God as a roaring lion, but the Lord, amen, he rose from Zion. He rose, he rise, amen, he roars from his church, causing the land and the sky to tremble. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Oftentimes, amen, the word roar appears in verse that describe it like thunder. When God speaks, amen, it's like thunder roaring. And I tell you, amen, thunder can get pretty devastating. Thunder and lightning come together, amen, and begin to clash together. And oh, praise God, you got to know it must be a God that's done that. Thunder and the roaring of lightning, praise the Lord. The roaring, amen, can also be used to describe an earthquake. God's voice, amen, like a, when God speaks, amen, the earth shakes. Look how frail we are. Amen, when God shakes the old earth, we tremble. Amos became form of corrected, predicting an earthquake. The Lord rolled with the sound of thunder and with the rubbing of an earthquake. The people could not escape the roaring of the Lord. When God rolled of the world, we cannot escape. The voice of God. Judgment is coming. And yet they had became deaf unto the voice of the Lord. They is caught up in so much of what they want to do, they ain't come to be deaf to the word of God. They can't hear the Lord. The situation, amen, to happen. 
In modern days, people walk down. The streets, amen, with bud and listen to their favorite music. Look at our generation today. All the young people just about got amen pearls in their ear listening to their music. And their music is not of heaven, then it can't death. Obviously, amen, the fire, the car wreck, or the police calls and the ambulance surrounding them. They can't hear. They're deaf to the sound. Israel had not a to hear the word of the Lord. America had not a tune to hear the word of the Lord. In Amos 3 and 8, the prophet asks, amen, the question. The lion has rose. Who will not fear? The Lord has spoke. Who? But prophecy. The people did not fear because they cannot hear. Nevertheless, the the line, the roaring of the line, the roaring of the Lord, has specially meaning. A roaring, a line rolls, signify it catches its prey. The Lord has captured Israel and the surrounding nations. God is roaring. God is roaring in America. Listen, my beloved, you got to hear the word of the Lord. So Dr. Moore tonight, amen, I'm going to complete this in Jesus' name. God bless you, and thank you for listening. That was beautiful coming from Dr. Moore. Very so elated and appreciative of him coming on tonight. That was a word, a word, a word. We are so thankful, and we hope that next week you will join us yet again as we come back on next week. So please tune in next week. We shall be back. Again, again, and again. And also, too, on Sunday. If you're not busy, on Sunday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time Zone for California, we are on Sunday mornings as well from 11.30 to 1 p.m. Dr. Moore is doing the virtual church service. So please tune in on Sundays as well. And we'll be back next week when they prepare. We'll also be back Thursday for Bible study. Godspeed and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.